recording. G'day, Tigers. Welcome back to the Offensive Board, the podcast where we banter and basketball. We were talking about portos before, so I was going in a little bit there. I'm joined once more by my dirty duo co-host, Luke Gertz. How are you doing, son? Fantastic, bro. Real good, and you'd probably understand why. What, the porto thing? Or? Yes, but Celtics, baby. <laughs> Ah, oh, Celtics, baby. I, I suppose they looked all right. They're in. We'll talk. We'll chat more about yeah. our playoffs and how we'll, we'll chat more. Great but, but... your team is. Yes, thank you. That makes sense. I do want to just uh, chat today, uh, just quickly about something though. I've got a goal that I want us both to achieve. You are uh, your heritage is German, is it not? Correct. Correct. My heritage is Dutch. We share a border. I will yes. not rest. Until we eventually sum up enough money from our listeners, we'll obviously send this in. Bank details will be down below. They'll send us in, send us over there. And I want nothing more than for us to do uh, How I Met Your Season Nine, How I Met Your Mother Season Nine High Five over the borders. Yeah, love it. Like us meeting, like there won't be a dike or anything, hopefully. But my, my heritage <laughs> is from the German side of Holland anyway. Like my. The town that my grandparents grew up was on basically the German border. Yeah, so I nice. want to go there. You can be obviously over there. We'll do the Fortnite wave and then we'll just <laughs> come charging at one another. I want us to make such a great shock wave that we actually make an indentation in the earth. <laughs> and that is the border. I love it. What just missed though? Is that something we can achieve? <laughs> what just missed? <laughs> take about if we three. Do, then we, then we take, can see take like five takes. <laughs> Just well, <laughs> I'm thinking if we miss, we just like we refund everybody and just head back <laughs> home and like we're not worthy. We're not worthy. Do you reckon that's what we would do if we we're living in Europe and like you say we knew each other in ye olde times, probably before the war? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just feel like Fortnite waving and like say like, Mom, I'm going across the country. <laughs> say like, I'll just always be like, Hey, guess what? I'd always be the dad joke. Hey, guess what? I'm in two places at once. <laughs> oh, I totally do that. Just every, every day, just like I like take the dog for a walk. Huh? I'm in two places at once. You don't think we'd get used to that? Like I lived in Aubrey Wodonga in, in uh, here in Australia, and we, I didn't do that very often. I didn't. No, but like I know it'd be. I know, but it's just like something I just do because I'm an idiot. Like when in I was a kid and went to Toke, obviously when you're on the river. The sand was Victoria and the water was New South Wales. So I'd like lay half in the water and be like, huh? <laughs> thinking in modern times though, like that border might be a bit more stricter. So we'd get spear tackled after a <laughs> high five. Yeah, just, we're running towards each other with like 60 secure, like fucking border, <laughs> border control chasing us. As we jump past high five, we jump into the other country's border security. <laughs> It would all be German. In waiting there would arms. Be no, there'll be no Dutch security there. There would be back in Amsterdam on their bikes, on the dike. On the dike. I'm so happy that my heritage is Dutch. It's, it, it suits me so well. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I have big aspirations, but I, like, I don't have any of the like, mindset or enthusiasm <laughs> to do it. Just, yeah. Germany's we, the exact opposite. Of we that. could if we wanted, but man. Yeah, we could. <laughs> yeah. 
I've already built this dike. <laughs> I've said dike four times in this podcast and it's only been three minutes. It's a, it's a basketball <laughs> podcast. Welcome to the basketball let's, let's podcast chat. where we talk about dikes. <laughs> let's chat uh, basketball and playoffs, I suppose. I we are closing in on the first rounds of being completed and we've already got a few teams that are officially into the next round. All of them from the East. Not expect, uh, not except one as well. <laughs> oh yeah, well, well yeah, except for the one, but it's basically over already. Yeah. So I was okay. thinking, what instead of we'll, we'll dive more into these individual teams at a later date. Yes, I like it because big things have happened. But for those of you that don't know, if your team gets swept out of the playoffs, that's really, really not good. And apparently it means your, your coach gets sacked because Pacers and Sixers <laughs> both got sweep and they both sacked, the, sacked their coach. And even Pacers after like, I think maybe three weeks ago, because I think it was when Nick was even on a podcast, they re-signed Nate McMillan. And now they've been swept a month later and he's gone. Get out. <laughs> he got the boot out the door. So, oh, here's your extension. You had a really good season. Ooh, actually. Yeah. <laughs> actually. <laughs> rip. It's, that's all what the sweep is about, basically. We really talk about the losing side more than we do the winning side. And that's mm. why I wanted to present this to this pod. Let's do a cheeky little segment where I just wanted to chat, like, pretend you're a journalist, right? Okay. That's easier for some than others, since I did yep. a journalism course. Give me so, a notepad. Yeah. So, you've watched the sweep, and I just want to know which news headline or what topic would you rather talk about would you rather talk about the winning side of this series or the losing side of this series so i'll give you a series luke and we'll chat about it which one's the bigger story the biggest talking point so we'll start with the big one which was the boston celtics against the philadelphia 76ers please be as biased as you want all right well by i say i reckon this is almost like a 50 50 split because after you go off celtics underperforming in recent playoffs, finally looking good, getting the sweep. So they should get some uh, media time and a couple sport front pages. So what's that? That's a back page for us, isn't it? Our sport's always at the back. It um, would be, yes. But I don't know what it's like in other countries. But also the way Sixers should be playing and didn't, I reckon that would get more of a notice because obviously with Embiid and how good they should be and how crap they have been. That's another. You, you, you're selling either way. Whichever, either story you write, you're selling because both of them have crazy fans as well. So, Oh, yeah. So you're selling I either think way. That, you said it there, the crazy fans. I think that's why I'm leaning just a little bit towards the Philadelphia side. Mm. The Philadelphia, with Philadelphia fans, as much as I know, they're batshit crazy. And as long as... They're only satisfied when all four of their major sporting franchises <laughs> are winning the entire thing. And right now, they've only got the, the hockey team, the Flyers. Yeah, they're the, the Flyers are cruising. They're the only oh, one they're flying. flying. They're flying. <laughs> there you go. They're the only one that have a slight chance, especially with the 76ers being kicked out. And they're never satisfied. Especially, as you said, with the team that they should have, they should mm. be a dominant team. And they've already started making big changes. Yeah, well, um, who is it? It's... Elton Brand, isn't it? The owner or GM or? Elton Brand is the yeah. general manager. Well, he's come out and said he won't be trading Simmons or Embiid. He's going to be looking for better fits around them. Which is what I suggested yeah. last week. I, I, I was saying I don't want them to panic. 
as they, much yeah, as they shouldn't have panicked. But hard. I was in. I thought in Philadelphia fashion they might panic. Yeah, yeah. It sounds they are. They're panicking. The fans are definitely panicking. So, but like, I don't. I don't think they should. I just think they had the wrong pieces built around these yeah. super superstars. I think yeah. the only one that they're the only uh, piece that they've got that's safe that works is Alec Burks on their bench. Yeah, you got to keep him. Else, everybody <laughs> else, and I'll say Tobias Harris as well, because he mm. not because he's ideal, but because he's locked in. They've yeah. given him a massive contract. He's stuck there for four years. You've got to deal with him. So you got to. He's he's great. He's consistent. He, he will give you points. It, you want him to be better at the three. Yeah, just not in the. He didn't he's, give he's much points in the like playoffs. He did okay. He, he did okay. He could but, be a lot uh, well, but he, a lot of them could have been a lot, except for Embiid. All of them could have been better. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, so um, I, I I think there's room to play around with, and they'll give it. They'll run it back next year with a different yeah. building block, especially the, with a new coach. Well, who knows? The one player that keeps popping up saying they need to get rid of is Horford already. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> trade him out. Most underrated player now, one of the most hated players. I know, shattered. Should, should have stayed at Boston. <laughs> should have stayed at Atlanta. <laughs> imagine he would trade. I mean, he might go back. Oh, imagine he would trade young John Collins. <laughs> he'd, probably be un- he'd probably be underwhelming like he was this year, but nevertheless. No, nah, he'll come off the bench. Uh, do you want to? Any? Are you a little excited? A little happy that Boston did make it through, though. And I'm, beat li- I'm very excited. Beat them. Um, you predicted this one. You said the sweep. I was. I'm always a bit anxious getting up, saying sweeping when it's my team. I'm always <laughs> a bit reserved because I might jinx it. Um, mm. hope, I was hoping for a sweep, uh, but you said it. I was listening. I heard back on the pod, and Nick said uh, Celtics in six. I think I said the same just because I wanted to be safe. And you said Celtics for the sweep. So congratulations to you, son. Thank you. So I think that's the only one I've got right. I didn't um, make up for it though with another matchup. I got completely wrong. <laughs> like this, this, this one, like, yeah, I might've got this one right. Only just. But the Pacers one was completely wrong. Uh, but yeah, I'm very excited. Obviously Toronto, tough matchup. So I reckon that's going to be a good exciting. series. The thing that you kept saying though throughout the series is that this is not Boston at their best. No, Which we really were, that scared me. <laughs> like oh, watching it, our defensive was real. Def- defensive was our defense was really good, and our defensive plays were really good. Um, but we just weren't able to shoot. Well, we were shooting. We weren't making the shots. So well, I was, hopefully, I was regrettably, I was listening to the herd with that Chris bloke. I, I'm not yeah. the biggest fan of him. But he did make a good point that uh, he does make do this. He annoyingly makes a good point every now and again. That's why, that's why he's relevant. He did say that Boston is the only team where you could convince yourself easily that four of the players will score 22 points per night easily. Yeah. So you've got Emma Walker, Jalen yeah. Brown, Jason Tatum, and Gordon Hayward. You could easily yeah. see them scoring 22 points, which is 88 points all up already. Yeah. Which is huge. So... On that, yeah, Haywood out. Don't know how much longer he's out for. Hopefully, not too long because he's always he's a good inclusion. Can, like I know he's after injury, he's a bit on the down, but he's still just good to have because he can make shots. He can good creator, but and he's just a good piece to have there. Can can start cooking. Um, it'll, yeah. it'll come into fruition. Yeah, very excited. We should wish him all the best for this upcoming series. I'll of course be going for Toronto. Fuck you. But, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see. I do hope it's closer than it was than these mm. little two series that both had the face. Oh, it's, yeah, it's going to be hard as well. See, so we got 
obviously had Embiid, who was a monstrous center now. With our small ball team coming up against Siakam, Abaka. A small ball team. Another small ball team. Yeah, but compared to our centers, or our center. Oh, yeah, it's it's a very it's bigger a deep, deep, deep team compared yeah. to Philly, where it was relying on basically two Look, blokes. And I just, I, I want to just eat my words here. I was very skeptical at the start. I didn't think our defense would have been as good as what it has been this year. Obviously, I thought we were a much more offensive team. I was and, insane. I was and, I said, and I think we both said that if anyone could turn us into a defensive team, it's Brad Stevens, and he, he fucking, he's done it. He's, <laughs> he's bloody done it. Um, and I do really like Ennis Cantor off the bench. All right. Good. He's just always, again, fucking, I don't know how many off, he gets that many rebounds, it's ridiculous. And most of them are offensive. Shots. But offensive, <laughs> he gives us that many second chance points, and I love it. So, he's a good little piece to have. He'll, he'll be nice. He's, I reckon, watch this space, finals MVP. <laughs> so let's... let's <laughs> you do predict so much bullshit. Let's, uh, let's, let's, chat about your, let's chat about your already decided opponent. We've got the Toronto Raptors, who also swept the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, they so had let's, ask, let's, let's re-ask the question. Is it, this more about the Toronto success or is this more about the Brooklyn failures? More about Toronto's success because of the list Brooklyn had. You can't, you can't really... That's the only story to come out of this. I get Brooklyn swept, but they brought in players and those players got injured. So, <laughs> that's, that, you could just talk about how... And don't take anything away from the Raptors. It wasn't purely because Brooklyn didn't have anyone. Raptors played well. Um, they looked good. Raptors did play well. And they were making yeah. their shots, which is how you win games. Um, so they look good. I'll write one thing for Brooklyn. I will say they, they, yeah, they didn't have a lot of their stars or backups or anything like that. Really, they had Karis Levert, and that's about it. But they, they played decent. It wasn't, yeah. that, it wasn't that easy for Toronto. They, no. Nah. Most of their matches, it was close all the way up to the fourth quarter. Then, then Toronto kind of ran away with it. The veterancy was shown. Like they, they yeah. won the whole. Well, they know what, what it takes. So they, they would keep piling on their pressure and Brooklyn would fade away. But I would say there's a little bit of a light, especially when the, the superstars do come back. They'll be back. Brooklyn will be back. Yeah. I'm not well, as skeptical. And there's all that as talk as that they're looking for a third star as well. So I like no probably point. that shooting guard, shooting guard position. There was talks. Will they go for Bradley Beal? But we'll, we'll find out all in due time when the delayed free agency and trade period kicks up again. Would you? Well, we will chat about Toronto now, just briefly. Do you think there's the statement that they are probably the dark horse in the East? Is that how true is that? Well, I think it's hard, saying they're, it's hard saying, saying they're a dark horse. I can't say they're a dark horse because they're second. They're the defending champs, and they had a really good season. I, would, I, I have them over yeah, Milwaukee. Go. I think. I think I had them yeah. over Milwaukee. Maybe. So more contender than actual dark horse. Yeah, I, think, horse. I reckon if you're looking at dark horse, you're going after a Miami. Okay, okay. Especially because I'm going to say because they have the bucks. It's not official, but it's unofficially official. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I do think Miami would be the dark horse because the way they've been playing, like Butler has shown some great playoff um, games. You got some good young talent with Hero, Nunn, who got his first couple minutes because Butler was injured, but came back, which was good. Duncan Robinson can light it up. 
Eagle Dalla with the playoff experience who can still torch defenders. And Bam with his, well, maybe should be most improved uh, season. Get mm. cooking again under that rim. So I, I reckon they're a dark horse. Goran Dragic. Okay. I'll lean more towards Toronto purely because they're a team that, on, for all intents, for on paper, they're supposed to be worse than what they are. I, and and I, they I get are, why. They're pushing. They're, yeah, they get... are pushing. And when you talk about the dominant two Eastern teams, it is Boston and it is Milwaukee. And yeah, I agree. Miami is also another dark horse. Mm. I think Toronto just kind of edges it because it's just the way they play. They're being... Everyone's just kind of gone, yeah, Toronto are in the finals, but don't worry about them sort of, sort of thing. Like, yeah. people are worried when they face them. Yeah. They're not worried anywhere, any other, anything else. But I could easily see them going through all the way to the finals here. Yeah, well, I, I, 100% I could see them beating Boston, um, which would suck. But <laughs> um, I think, and I get why people would see them as a dark horse because everyone wrote them off at the start of the year because no Kawhi. It's like, oh, they're done now. Kawhi got them the ring, Kawhi's left, they get no ring. I don't know but, about writing off, but a lot of people yeah. said that they would make a bit of a decline. Yeah, and they, and just, they didn't. Better. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a bit of a shock. Yeah, they got into second place. Yeah, so I I think they're more contender than uh, Dark Horse. But but their first real that, competition will be against the Celtics, right? Yeah, correct. Spot. That's going to be everyone's yeah. first competition. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll chat more about Miami. That was the final and most disappointing sweep, I'll probably put that. Yeah. Uh, Miami versus Indiana, the series that everybody and their mother was looking forward to in the East. Probably the only good one that we all thought. And it ended in 4-0 Miami's way. A lot yeah. of people tipped Miami to win it, but a lot of people tipped Miami to win in seven. Yeah. Except me. Oh, I, <laughs> I, did I, I didn't say a Miami sweep. I said Miami to win. And on the you question said Miami of, in six. Yeah. So on the question of what gets more stories, you go for Miami because you go, well, uh, Butler won the beef. Yeah, he did. So that's, it was kind of like a, it was like a uh, maybe a kids' cartoon sort of villain. Like, say Miami's the villain, like the head villain that always finds a way to get past it. So not maybe kids' cartoon because the good guys always win, but like a really good thriller where the bad guy always finds a way to get away. Mm. That was that was Miami for me, and Indiana just couldn't find the piece. They should have. They had all the pieces to do it, and they just couldn't find a way to get past this bloody good Miami team. Yeah. So it'll be, you know, that, I reckon that'll be another um, interesting series over there in the uh, Eastern semis. But you're leaning more towards Miami is the more talking point, whereas I'm probably leaning towards more about Indiana because they're already making big steps with firing their coach. Yeah. So what's the next phase going to be? This is a team that I keep convincing myself that this is going to be a good team, but they're a regular season team, not a playoff team. I keep doing it. I keep saying, yeah, look at them. They're, they're too good to not, to just, well, at least too good to not get swept anyway. Uh, I know you say they're making moves, but what moves do they have? They've got a great starting lineup. Is it just adding bench depth? Uh, I think it would be adding that go to closer. They've got great, great, phenomenal pieces that any NBA contending team would love to have in any position mm. to be like they've got players that are secondary or third options that's their starting lineup 
Yeah. Any of them would fit perfectly to like, imagine any of those players in that starting lineup to that dominant Golden State team of the past. Yeah. Like they take Miles, yeah, take Miles Turner and slip him into Golden State. 100%. Like that's what they got. So I think they need, they might need to sacrifice one or two of those. Here you to go. Get that. Here's your play. Do you trade Turner and a few others, because obviously he won't be enough, to get Warriors pick two? I did see that potential trade. It was Miles Turner and their pick for the number two pick, I think it was. Yeah. I don't know. They need, they need a center. Like, he's, yeah. a, he's a three-point shooter, and that fits in well with Warriors' game plan. He can get a rebound. He can also defend really well. So it would be, be interesting. I think, he, I think he lost a bit of market value this year because he took a bit of a step back. I, I rate... Miles Turner highly. I love Same. the guy. I love. I love everybody on the Indiana's team. Basically, yeah. it's just. Then, I think. Yeah, I, I think it's not worth it. Maybe because then you go if they do get that pick two, then you get a James Wiseman who's basically almost. Because what's Turner? He's is he seven foot? He's six, he six eleven. 11 or, yeah. 16, so do you trade that in and get James Wiseman, who's a seven foot one center who can shoot? Probably not as well as Turner, but that's obviously he's coming out of college. But a big body center. So you reckon? But if they're doing that, that means Pace is a sort of packing it in or taking a step back. Because I, I think Pace, Pace is a, they came fourth this year, so yeah. they've they've got capability. They need to add that one player to take him over the line. I think so. I think there'll be. Mm. I would look more towards a super superstar if they could. Indiana's not a big market, so it's hard. Yeah. So do you try and? Take that Turner because what's Turner on? Is he sixteen or eighteen million contract? I would be able to say off the top I'm of my head. Pretty sure he's eighteen million and on another year after this one. So do you just try and get rid of that space, get a young talent in, and then try and use your cap space and others to try and grab something else? Well, that's that is a good point. That is a good theory there, and really kind of bank on some bonus, really. Mm. Because be if, if you bring in Wiseman, who can shoot if need be, but I'd use him more as down low and keep your tall Sabonis out there to make shots. Okay. That could work. Maybe that when the work. new 2K comes out, we could. Yeah, but I, and in saying this, I think it mainly comes down to what type of coach they get anyway. Yeah. Obviously, you want players who fit with your coach and who knows, this coach might not like Wiseman and the way he plays, he might be a more traditional center person or who knows. So it'll be interesting yeah. for them. But yeah, obviously don't pack it in. You finished. You, you did well. You made playoffs. You had a decent season. So you don't need to fold and get rid yeah. of everyone. <laughs> I, I agree. They'll, I think Pacers will be back. They'll, they'll, they'll figure it out. Yeah. They, they always yeah. do well. Always. Season. Again, they'll do well in the season. They'll finish seventh or maybe sixth <laughs> thereabouts well, we said that this year they finished bloody fourth we don't, we don't thereabouts. know basketball nah did they finish fourth I thought nah, fifth. yeah they finished fourth I thought Miami they were fourth. fourth no 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 no, no. They, they beat See, Miami in the last game it's so hard to tell when there's no home court advantage <laughs> <laughs> didn't matter um, they got swept anyway. yeah it doesn't matter alright cool so they finished fourth um, awesome good on them yeah so they'll be mid table again <laughs> so you heard it here first by the offensive board by Luke and Jake uh, Philadelphia fans don't panic and Indiana fan don't overly panic yeah 
There you go. Well, again, with sixes, it's again, they've sacked their coach. So, again, they got to fix their mould. So, they're going to try and get people into who fits with that coach. And they're not just going to go, you're a good player, you're in. I will say, if it doesn't work this year, though, like this next up-and-coming year, I would then bid it. I'll then go, okay, enough's (laughs) enough. (laughs) It's just not working. Is this still a part of the process for sixes, by the way? <laughs> how long? Is, they didn't say how long the process. Yeah, they said trust the process. Is a process it's, until they win a ring? Five years. Five years, I think, was their the thing. Yeah, but the ring could be in a hundred years' time. Who knows? And then they will just go, "Hey, see the process <laughs> worked." It's such a lame, easy statement to say. I know. Trust us. It's like saying like Minnesota's new slogan: <laughs> "We'll get there." <laughs> we'll get there. Oh, we'll yeah. get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Give us time. Well, I can just say that now. People in the stands with signs, we'll get there. It's like saying the winter is coming and Game of Thrones yeah. milked that to eight seasons. So it would yeah. be the same. For yeah, winter is coming. Well, thanks. <laughs> Any team, like, well, it's coming. Great. <laughs> Should we get a day? Like, I just want to know when to buy my membership. Like, <laughs> we'll, we'll get Yeah. Don't worry. We'll get there. We're cooking something Speaking up. of Minnesota, it's a good cheeky little segue. They good. got the number one pick. I'm happy for you, man. They got it. We found out Friday last week. We're recording on we record on a Thursday, so we didn't get to say like if we got it last week, but they bloody did. And I tried to act like I wasn't really excited about it, but I was in I was at work and I was in the break room and then I saw Minnesota number one pick and I, I let off the gayest scream. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I was trying to hide it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> was something well, yeah, like that. I remember I was sitting at home watching it. And, like, at the top, I named, like, the big teams who got theirs and said there's all these changes. When I was top five, I'm like, Bulls five, Hornets four, Cavs three, <laughs> Warriors two, Tim's one. Just texting so, every time straight to the group chat. <laughs> yeah, you were. I was like, that was my updates. I'm like, oh. So the final results with that was Charlotte fourth, Chicago yeah. third, Warriors yeah. second, and it doesn't matter about any of those because Minnesota got number one. So That's we're talking awesome. We're talking hey, but about oi. situations really. Let's just say Celtics pick fourteen still got the lottery. Congratulations, <laughs> mate! A team in the Eastern Semis getting a lottery pick. The only, that was the only team in the playoffs to get a. Lottery pick. The team that won three championships in five years is in the top. Is in the top two. Yeah, right. But we're going. That's the. It's a bit stiff. But they go off the year they had, which I know. It's a I bit. Know. It's a, and and you go. Knicks get pick eight, and Warriors get two. Steph, Steph Curry was the spokesman in that. He was just kind of like, yeah, this is interesting. Yeah, to be honest, he like, was talking about his trophies and yeah. all like. What would uh, the Warriors have been through all this time? And they're like, well, now we're in a draft lottery. This is yeah. New. He's like, we, we're a team who want to experience everything of the basketball and we had the trophies and rings and stuff. And now, <laughs> now we're at the lottery. <laughs> oh, I was well, like, you. I was so, oh, you bastards. I was they'll salty. trade it. They'll trade it. You reckon they'll trade it? I reckon they'll trade it. I reckon if Knicks don't try and make a play for it as well, they're idiots. Because they want to try and get Lamelo Ball, and they won't. He won't fall to eight. Is that what the Knicks got? Bloody hell! Yeah, Knicks That's got eight. So Knicks have to try and make a play for it. And if you're Warriors, you can accept pick eight as well. I think Warriors did show some interest in Frank Nilakina, but I don't know if he's a number two. It doesn't matter. Minnesota got the number one pick. Yeah, no, so. you got. But if you go Frank, you go Frank pick eight. 
something else and pick two. Minnesota got the number one pick. Yeah, we'll, we'll focus on Minnesota now. So they got the number one pick, which is finally <laughs> your, like, one, one wood over other teams. <laughs> it's our first one in five years. Feels like ages ago. It's not that long ago. <laughs> but, but it's great. Um, yeah, as you said, it's like, it, it was a good feeling because we finally got some sort of leverage for yeah. once. And like we've been making big plays of, of, of late. So it's, it's good that we've got this guaranteed uh, sort of commodity that people will be very interested in. And it's bringing some attention to Minnesota. But like you said, you got some questions for me. I don't know, so I'll, just, I'll wrap it into like one almost sort of big question. So what do you do? Do you use it to grab a actual up and coming star in Anthony Edwards and use it for the actual draft? Or do you use that in something else to try and get Devin Booker? See, I would be pretty content with both of those uh, scenarios. I've been, I have done a little bit more research on the Anthony Edwards guy. And yeah, he does seem to be in a few years time it it does seem it is a good step to take if we can guarantee that Carl Anthony Towns would be would like to stay in Minnesota as far as we can tell he's happy yeah. Jan, as well as also D'Angelo Russell as as far as we know he's happy uh, he's yeah. only been there for like eight months but he still yeah, seems yeah. happy for all ten, for, and he hasn't gone through a real winter yet yeah, <laughs> where he's like um, pushing against the door and against the snow. Gotta get to trading. So if we do get him, it will take a couple of years. Yeah, uh, for us to make some big players in the West, especially because the West is so dominant. It's stacked. That's it's stacked. That's why we got to be. We can. I, we have to make a decision whether we're going to be patient or whether we're going to go all out. But I and think we don't know what the answer is here. I think Edwards, it won't take too long with him. He already looks to be. Maybe he comes out and has an impact like Morant. I think he Maybe. might have the capa- capabilities to do that. With Especially the D'Angelo Russell feed. With the D'Angelo Russell there. So it's not, he's not coming out of the draft trying to lift a team with no one. Like he's yes, still got, like, like obviously, that. people there. And he'll, I reckon he'll be able to flourish. And, the, and that's the thing. I think... You don't, especially to keep people happy, especially with Minnesota, you don't want to... It wouldn't be blowing it up because they're not... Suns won't just take pick two. You're going to have to give them other players. And that's where it comes down to you. Like one. the way... Pick one. Oh, sorry, pick one. Oh, I thought we were talking about Warriors <laughs> still. Um, pick <laughs> one. They're not just going to take pick one. They'll want something you else. You don't think so? No. Okay. They'll be greedy because it's Booker. Obviously, if they it, they'll probably take Anthony Edwards. So either way, if you trade it to them, you're, they're getting Anthony Edwards, you get Booker, or they keep Booker, you get Edwards. But to keep the peace, I think, with everyone else, because you probably have to get rid of maybe Malik Beasley and he's played well with you guys, all the other people you got from Denver, everyone just in. You don't have to blow anything up, you just bring someone in. Anthony Edwards could play small forward, couldn't he? Or is he just purely shooting he, up? He, oh, I can't remember his height. Give me... Ramble on about Minnesota. Let me double check his height. <clears throat> well, if we do go for the Devin Booker thing, that it, the great thing about that is it means that we're we've got a trio there, a good, decent trio, taking on a very stacked Western Conference. So we can at least convince ourselves that yes, this is a team that can at least break into the playoffs. And we've surrounded with with that haul that we got from Denver Nuggets. 
that is enough talent there of three and D wings, which is basically the majority of the players there that can surround these trio as they uh, do what they do. Uh, but it, it just depends how much we have to get rid of for Devin Booker. Yeah. Uh, you're thinking of Malik Beasley. I understand for his sake, because Malik Beasley is Devin Booker's position. Uh, I would love to keep Malik Beasley to be our scorer from the bench, even though he's shown more than enough capability to be in our starting role. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I'm kind of leaning towards if Anthony Edwards or Devin Booker could play a small forward role. That well, would be great. I don't know if it would work, but that would be great. He's six five. So he could yeah. push it, but what would set him out? He's also 102 kilo, so he's got a frame to hold his own. It's a, it, we would be pretty. We'll be very small, though. That's the other. Yeah, issue that's there. that's the downfall. Whereas um, we'd be we'd focus a lot on threes, and it it would work some nights, and it definitely wouldn't some other nights. It, well, it, on my 2K my league, my shooting guard position starter is Devin Booker, and my bench play is Malik Beasley. <laughs> <laughs> So it works. Well, it works. <laughs> um, and then, we, then it would be a Jarrett Culliver or a Josh Okogie, which I think would be the pieces that Phoenix would really have their eyes on if they were yeah. to take a pick as well as a, a player or two. Yeah, I and think they'd would, probably take Culliver. You'll be, be stiff getting rid of them. Yeah, I think they would take Culliver. And I've loved Culliver's game, but I'd rather keep Okogie purely because he's our only defensive player right now. <laughs> he's literally legit the only one. He's a 6'5 defensive uh, pest. Yeah. Not as great yeah. as Marcus Smart, but he's he, yeah. that that's who's trying to be. Yeah. He's just that that's Josh Okogi, and we need that for the guns. Yeah. So that's what I would lead towards Jared Gulliver as well as a pick one for Devin Booker. And Devin Booker, we also get uh Kendall Jenner, which will help immensely. Boost morale. Is it Kendall or Kyle? It's Kendall. Is it it's Kendall, okay, great. So that, boost that, that means they'll boot yes, and it'll put us um at least on the map in terms of <laughs> The world, like it will go. Oh, okay, that's where Kendall is right now. I understand. I get like obviously when you said like um, to keep Cat happy, like you need assurance that he'd stay because that'll help decisions. If he's like, oh, I don't know, then you go for Booker because obviously they're friends. They want to play together. So you go well. Let's keep him happy. We've got to get the three best friends back. Yeah. So it's going to be. It would be. I would feel safer that Carnathy Towns will definitely stay. He showed no indication that he's leaving, but he would definitely stay yeah. if Devin Booker was... I'd feel more comfortable that, yeah, the trio will stay for a few years to come. And if it doesn't work, fine. They'll all move on to other things. At least we gave it a shot. I'd be yeah. content with that. But it's just taking... I think it's more of a gamble going with... It, it always is a gamble going to the draft. And Minnesota mm. hasn't got the best track record with picks. Our only decent one in recent history has been Carl Anthony Towns. Let's, but that was a number one. Mm. So this would also be a number one pick. And like, I know you didn't pick him, but you traded for him and you got Wiggins, who everyone says not that great. But I, I back him in. He was getting like averaging 20 points through many seasons, which is a good, good going. So I think it's obviously you, you, did, you didn't draft him, but you traded for him. Like it's more away. Minnesota take uh, they take flyers like there's a, a the biggest fault that we've ever done is that we picked up Johnny Flynn instead of Steph Curry. That yeah. was our that was our biggest loss that we could hey, have had. You guys drafted Garnett back in the day. <laughs> yes. Okay. Here's there's another two, one. There's two good draft picks <laughs> out yeah, of how many years? Back. 
Yeah, we've been in the lottery a lot yeah. more times than we've been in the playoffs. So yeah. I think our hit to miss ratio is a lot leaning towards one than it is the other. Well, again, but de- I am I am confident with number one picks. Well, again, depending on this owner as well, like it's going to be either Garnett or I can't remember his name, the Vikings dude. Oh, but no, I think they've both fallen out as well. I don't they're know. I think Garnett's still there, but I think the asking price is really high. But it is very high. If one of them do step in... Minneapolis is a big big city. It's a big place. If either one of them step in, it's going to be... I reckon that's... They're going to make some great moves as well. It's a a football and a hockey city. Yeah. And and then then after that, it's baseball. Basketball is the fourth tier out of there, out of Minnesota. But, like, there is a market there. If Minnesota were winning consistently like we did in the early 2000s, then Mm. we were packing out stadiums every night. So, it, it is there. It's just been a long time coming. And with it, I feel we'll get them back quicker and for longer if we did bring Devin Booker as opposed to uh, a gamble on Anthony Edwards. Yeah, that's an easy answer. Answer, but that, that's that's my opinion. See, and you know, you know me. I'm always a big advocate of building through the draft. So, oh yeah, I, I've seen your two case style. <laughs> you get a team that easily can win on its own the whole thing, but you also need pick one, three, and eight. Yep. And you will not settle for anything else. No. <laughs> That's your 2K style. So, yeah. So, I get a... Good, I'm, I'm, yeah. It's good. I, either way, you're in a great spot if you get Edwards or try for and trade once, in for Booker. It feels. It feels... Not for once, but it's just good that we're on the light side of the tunnel after the whole Jimmy Buckets bullshit yeah. that happened not too long ago. Yeah. And I know... We're just... Yeah. I don't know it's with me with going for teams where that coach gets killed. <laughs> or just dies, but it seems to be a theme with me. Yeah. Somba, move on. Um, but yeah, I remember a while ago you said LaMelo Ball, but that's just more of a marketing thing, I reckon. Yeah, he would be, I wouldn't be as salty if we got LaMelo Ball as opposed to Wiseman or anybody else basically in the draft, mm. purely because Ball has that brand already. Mm. And that would be the only reason. I wouldn't take him for his capability. He would be clashing with uh, D'Angelo Russell, an already proven scorer. So it's, yeah, exactly. So that's yeah, he is pass first as opposed to a scorer. But like, it just I don't think it would work in terms of the court. But it would work to give Minnesota a bit of a name. Yeah, correct. So Even if it is infamous, like, oh, Minnesota bust again. But it just, yeah. I feel it would be... A, that would be my third pick, a third option. Yeah, I get you. Three. I get them. I hear well and clear. And the, but we've got a while to see what plays out because obviously I think the draft's in October. Can't remember the exact date. It may be pushed back. It's but, more yeah, and the then it could be pushed back as well. Um, yeah, well, but we'll see. Sucks, it's, but yeah, a lot of time to talk about it. A lot of time to get to grips of what's going to happen. I yeah. think Minnesota are leaning more towards going to the draft and the arm they can play because it's going to be mm. tough getting Devin Booker. But they are, they're putting their hat in the ring. They are going, yeah. well, we've got this sweet nugget. Yeah, exactly. So it'll be interesting to see how everything plays out, especially, as you said, Warriors pick two, who would look to make some plays to get an already starting caliber and well-ground center. And then finally, some luck with the Bulls might help them as well. Obviously, yeah. new coach coming in, don't know who, but new one coming in, which will be nice for them. It's going to be good. I reckon this is going to be a fun draft. It goes fun deep. Draft, fun up and coming few months in terms yeah. of basketball. Yeah, it goes deep. Finally, some different teams up at the front there in the lottery. 
and a couple teams that will probably look to trade some of it. So there'll be big moves, big news headlines in the next coming months, which is awesome. Which we're getting keen for. Nick, oh, if you're God, listening, yeah. I know you are, mate. Come back and you will be able to talk about next. Shout yes. out to Nick as well. Thank you for coming in and hosting these last two episodes. You will be back, so more than welcome to come back. Yes, of course. Mr. Of course. Of course. Shall love, we move on to next topic? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. Let's that's, that's, go. That's enough about Minnesota. It's more screen time than I think we've ever gotten, deserved. <laughs> and we did a deep dive into them as well. <laughs> yeah, I think we more than covered Minnesota here without the deep dive. We've got to do another deep dive. I don't think we've shown them justice. Yeah, we'll do another, especially... Then we've got to do another deep dive on fucking Boston because well, I don't think we've maybe been close to what they deserve. Look, this will do. Once, like if playoffs finish and after maybe the draft and everything plays out, we'll do a second deep dive into them. Because it'll be a Absolutely. bit more juicier info if Celtics win or if they go out, how they win, how they go out, what uh, Timbers decided to do. There'll be a lot more talking points as well. Yes, we will. They are our teams after all. We will probably exactly. rename the, the, uh, the podcast to Celtics over Minnesota show. Yeah. And, we'll get. and if Nick starts coming back, we'll do a deep dive into Portland because we never touched on Portland ever. We're still... We're still yeah, we don't. Except, <laughs> I think, except those the jokes race, we said. We've got <laughs> <laughs> They've got the reason to really hype on it. Everybody loves Portland. Yeah. Most, most NBA fans that I've talked to, especially here in Australia, Portland is everybody's second team. Yeah. It's weird. It's Portland or like Chicago or something. It's, it's they're the two second teams that a lot of Aussies have. See, they, say like, they say something stupid. They go like, oh, yeah, Cleveland. Or uh, <laughs> what's another one? Uh, Milwaukee, especially recently. A lot of bandwagon mm. fans, Miami. And like, oh, what's your second team? Oh, definitely Portland. <laughs> like, there's no reason for it except David Lillard. But like, what yeah, is your Portland, second team? I want to be real support. Mine, my yeah. second team, it would be the Orlando Magic. Mine have changed, and it's very left field. Oh, it's a Sacramento. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just, it's. I was always torn as well recently between Suns, Grizzlies, and uh, Kings. Now, just. It's mainly no, you've, Grizz- had a, you've had a Grizzlies sticky thing for a while. I know, and I like. I think I had it for them. The only reason Memphis have come in because I like what they did with Morant and now Jaron Jackson Jr. And obviously a young team, which is the way I like to go. The only reason Phoenix are there because I really, really like Booker. Um, <laughs> but so they're maybe like third favorite, fourth favorite. Um, it's funny. My top four, one of only one of them is an Eastern Conference team. Um, but yeah, oh, my, so I go all east after basically Minnesota, and I kind of like Denver as well. Yeah. Besides I that. that, I I don't like any really much of the Western Conference after that. It's mainly all east. But yeah, just the Kings lineup. I just I don't know why I just love it. Yeah, you've, you've been a big fan of Kings again because I think it, I think it's because it's young as well. Again, I, remember, I came like, out, I came yeah. out and said I hated the Kings, and then you would just turn around saying like, "Oh yeah, I hate them too." Then like two days later, you're like, "Actually, I really like." Well, I said I hated them because I just they were there. I didn't really look into them at all, yeah. and then I finally decided actually, no, we'll have a look here. And I'm like, no, I really like De'Aaron Fox. No, I really like Buddy Hield. I really like <laughs> Marvin Bagley. <laughs> They've got a team that you enjoy. And Harrison Barnes. I just yeah, I like. I just I, I actually did my actual fucking job and looked into them. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of going, oh, most people don't like him. I won't like him either then. <laughs> Orlando will forever be an underdog for me. And that's why I love him. 
yeah. just because they've got my Miami as their next door neighbor. They're, they're always going to be that underdog. And you've got the Aaron Gordon uh, stories there. And when I first started watching NBA, it was all that Dwight Howard. And I loved Dwight Howard back in the day. You got Shaq as their, one of their best uh, past players. Don't, just, forget, don't forget Penny Hardway. Penny Hardaway, Tracy McGrady. They've, they've got, yeah. they've got every, they've made the finals as well. They've been a great team. They're always going to be, they've, they've earned enough oh, love for me. That's how can, I not, how can I forget the name? Oh no! How, well, you just had Horace, wasn't it? Horace Grant from the Bulls. He went to Magic as well and played oh, there yeah. with Shaq. I think he was there when they made the playoffs. Yes, he was. Thank you. There we go. I got it in the end. They made the NBA finals actually. Yeah. So. Yeah, I do like Magic as well. Oh, speaking yeah. about Last Dance, they're doing another one, Beyond the Dance or something. Well, I'm not surprised at all just how popular that show was. Okay, it's a very good because I do want to know more. Like when it ended, it was about the Bulls, but really it was a Michael Jordan one. I would love to do a, a deep dive on that where yeah. we talk about like just us and... Uh, our opinions on that because that was one of the best sporting documentaries I've ever seen. Period. Yeah, and it like, was from Netflix as well. Yeah, and like, like and like listening Netflix, to like yeah. everything he thought and everything like with his buzzer beater and like hearing everything behind his pro like his thought process and everything and talking I about like how he knew that defender is heavy footed, so if he went that way, he's definitely going to overcommit. So I'll be I'll be on a just a standard step back. I'll be able to create more room than normal and I'll be able to knock it down. It's like, fuck, he's just analysed everything IQ. to the point. Yeah, his IQ was insane just to learn about. And how's that cheeky segue into one of our next parts of <laughs> <laughs> buzzer on. beaters in the playoffs. <laughs> Some of our um, favourites. Yes, because uh, I'll tell you guys how this became uh, like how this became a talking point. I was watching the Dallas Mavericks and Los Angeles Clippers game four. And a, a bit of a theme for that night was talking about Luca and Kristaps <coughs> Pazingis. Mm. Like, these are going to be two future faces of the franchise. And I was kind of hesitant with that. I was going, this, I don't know. I think it's still all about LeBron and Giannis is going to be that. He's already got the torch and he's going to be leading the way. But everybody was on the Luca train and I still wasn't quite there. But then he hit that epic buzzer beater oh. to give uh, Mavs the, the game by two points. It was a three-pointer, so it had to make it. And yes. it was sen- sensational. And when I'll, he hit it, and I was like, I- I'm happy with him taking the reins here. I'm happy with it all being about Luka Doncic in the up-and-coming seasons. When our greats of our generation, LeBron and Steph Curry and all those kind of fade away, these guys are at our age taking yeah. the reins. I'm, I'm kind of happy with that. He's bloody younger. What's oh, yeah. saying our age? He's younger than both of us. <laughs> I know, fucking arsehole. You bastard. You're getting <laughs> the opportunity of a lifetime. I could have hit that shot. <laughs> <laughs> I could have. Uh, that's, that's why I thought like we'd chuck this segment in. I just wanted to rate his uh, buzzer beater there compared to some of the other greatest playoff buzzer beaters that we've had in our time. And I'll describe what a playoff buzzer beater is there's regular, there's regular season buzzer beaters that, that are great. Only a few players will ever get the opportunity to have this in their lifetime. And they're usually a bit crazier. But what I'll, if I were to compare a buzzer beater to anything, it is a, a chicken schnitzel. 
Okay, bear with me with this one. Bear with me. Yes. Yeah. Oh, don't it's get a, me hungry, a, son. It's a chicken snitty with a little bit of lemon, a basic salad, a nice, comfortable salad with some mash. Okay, that's a perfect snitty for me. What about a bit and of gravy? That's the, hang on, I'm getting to this. Oh, here we okay. go. This is the the playoff buzzer beater is adding that gravy element. Mm. It puts that snitty to superstar and even the level. and even that mash that's there a bit of gravy over the mash as well a bit of gravy over the mash that is a plus that, that is a playoff buzzer beat and we'll take that snitty over a regular season snitty yeah. every time and uh, an NBA finals playoff buzzer beater that's basically that gravy snitty with some tits as well uh, that's yeah, <laughs> like that's going to schnitz and tits getting that that is going to schnitz and tits <laughs> that, that is <laughs> That's a playoff NBA Finals Game Seven winning. Uh, that that's that's it. Like almost Kyrie Irving's hit. It wasn't a buzzer beater, yeah. but if that was a but like the way the step back, the moment, if there was just a horn there, would have made it that much sweeter. I think the last one was uh, Michael Jordan's flu game. I think it was. That was the that was an NBA Finals. That wasn't a buzzer beater, though, was it? Oh, like, oh the flu game. It was one of my favorite shots of all time, and I just. I can't even can't remember. remember. I think it was point two on the clock, or something. Uh, anyway, that that is that. <laughs> I'm hungry now. I might duck off to get some snitties. So am I. Good thing I cooked dinner earlier, so now I just gotta reheat it. <laughs> You're reheating it. No, like I just cooked. I just cooked it throughout the day because I'm just like, well, I'm gonna try and make a cake tonight. So, oh, mix up it up there? a little bit. Um, well, as you know, I'm. Off the carbs, trying to lose a bit of weight, trying to use my isobod. So I'm trying to, I'm going to whip up my first ever cheesecake, let alone keto cheesecake. Ooh. Yes. Okay. It'll be, it'll I wish be, you all the luck. It'll be interesting. Um, I do like the cheesecake normally because of its biscuit base. Um, we'll see how we go with this. It'll be interesting. I wish you all the luck in the world, son. Thank Dude, you. Thank I you. I need cheesecake. it. Cheesecake was the food I ate apparently a lot when I was in the, when I was a fetus. My, I I think it's like that because I love it, and my Uma makes a bomb ass cheesecake, and so does my brother. I don't know if it's like that, it's just the European thing, <laughs> like the German. I don't know. No, no, I didn't like cheesecake when I was when I became a Cuban. Well, get out. Or, like no, I did. I do now. Okay, it took good. a long time. It took about twenty years, two decades, and then I'm like, actually, you know what? I like cheesecake. But when I was in my mother's womb. My mum would always crave cheesecake, and that was my fault. And I ruined her body. Sorry, mum. <laughs> I just, it's just, it's so versatile the amount of things you can do with Oreo cheesecake, strawberry cheesecake, berry cheesecake, standard yes. cheesecake. There's just yes. so many varieties you can do. And I, it, uh, this is a cheesecake podcast now. <laughs> a chicken schnitzel with a cheesecake afterwards slice. Oh, I could, oh, I could be happy. That's like going to the RSL and get on like a, or like the bowls club, getting like the $15 Palmer. <laughs> and then they got like the oh. dessert board and there's a cheesecake there. Oh. I'd love nothing more to go to a, a, a bowls club, play a day of bowls. Oh, I sound like I'm bloody 57. On the sauce. Oh. Go barefoot bowls, having a beer or three. No, wait, if, you wanna, uh, if you want to play barefoot bowls but still retain youth, barefoot bowls, vodka raspberries. <laughs> <laughs> With the fishing top as well. <laughs> yeah. the boardies. No, no, it's like, it's like the top undone, but underneath you've got like a white singlet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. And then like the, the shorts, which have like 
your standard pockets and then like those like square pockets down low with the button. <laughs> and then oh, sunnies on backwards so they don't fall down when you lean over. I think I know what I'm doing when this lockdown eventually ends, which could be never. Yeah. But I'd, I'd be a happy man if I could have that today. Yes, yes. Very so. happy man. Well, not right now. The weather looks like it's turning to shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's Melbourne, son. That's Victoria. Yeah, we don't like that. But that's when you run inside and have your bloody stinny and your cheesecake. Yes. We're prepared for every situation here in Melbourne. Fucking nice we are. Can we go? <laughs> I'm, up, I'm up for that. Let's, let's go. I'm about to start talking about all these desserts. We'll do this off air. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? So, I don't know. Let's talk about it as a... <laughs> we we'll compare from... buzzer beaters to desserts. <laughs> now we know. Yes. That As is the comparison. You did teams against like party stereotypes. It's teams compared to desserts is our next one. I had a lot of fun with that. Actually, yeah, that's our next stereotypes is great fun. Yeah, we're doing a stereotype teams or players. We'll work that out. But the, what we're stereotyping them to is a type of dessert. I'd love to do that. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's, that's coming up. We don't know when. It's just it, in the coming weeks, it's coming up. I'd be happy with that. Um, but yeah, so back to it. We'll have the honor about, of we'll having cheesecake. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. We're talking about go, go. finals, <laughs> buzzer beaters, playoff buzzer yes. beaters, ranking where does Luca fit to about five that we've listed. And by all means, at the end of this, send us in some of your favorite playoff buzzer beaters. We're probably going to cover two of them, but there are many more. Many, many more that we have missed, but we try to go out? as recent as possible. As yeah, well. we try to keep it within the decade, so you don't have to think too hard because we yeah. care about you guys. Within yeah, from 2010 <laughs> to it ended 2019. That's it. that was our range. Yeah. So, take it away, Jake. Okay, so the top five buzzer beaters that we've decided to go with are. So, what basically what we're trying to figure out is which one of these buzzer beaters gets kicked out. For Luca's buzzer beater, because we, I, I got erect after Luca. Or does even Luca buzzer beater make it? Yeah, or, or does it make it? We don't know. We're, just send him in. Does what do you reckon Luke uh, doesn't beat Luca's one, or what does beat it? Just send us in yours. Send us in, you bastards. So We're lonely. <laughs> is is this one safe in terms of buzzer beaters? Is Kawhi Leonard's Toronto Raptors versus Philadelphia 76ers in 2019? Is that bouncing, 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 bouncing in buzzer beater? Safe. Yes, and I'll tell you why right now. It was the one time you've seen Kawhi Leonard show emotion. Yes, it was. <laughs> Safe. 100%. It wasn't just the crowd. It was just him. It, and oh, every, he, All eyes were on him screaming. It was beautiful. He didn't, he didn't show emotion when Luca hit that buzzer beater. <laughs> no. He walked off just dead face. Just, yep, whatever. I'll drop 35 <laughs> against you in two days. <laughs> I loved it, like, with the shot as well. Like, he was sitting down, but he still had that neutral face. Yeah. Like, he, he was, like, he was prepared for it to be a miss, and he was prepared to just walk off. But he, even he couldn't contain it. And this is Kawhi Leonard we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. He a vanilla bean, if just, you describe yeah. him as a uh, 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 <laughs> He's a singular <laughs> vanilla bean. <laughs> just one vanilla bean. Um, so, yes, that, his cool. one is safe. And it, was, it got them through as well. And it was, it was one of the main things that put everybody... Like, Toronto Raptors could win the whole thing. Yeah. And that was, that was all on that. Okay, so that's safe. Lucas doesn't top that one, does it? No chance. No chance. Okay. How about the... We're, talking, we're going to chat about Damian Lillard here for a little bit. 
Damian Lillard, well, the first one, the, let's talk about the 2014 Portland Trailblazers versus Houston Rockets. His first ever playoff buzzer beater. First of so, soon to be three, I think it is. But like, it, it was, it's pretty incredible just what he did there. Safe. Did you say? 110%. Safe. 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 Well, you just think of the story. They were three, two up. So that was to put them through. It was the semis. Oh, no, it was first round. And it was their first, I think, first round, passing the first round in like 16, 17 years, maybe. Can't remember. There was a lot of, yeah, a lot of people didn't have Portland going. Through. Yeah. There were nine tenths, nine point nine seconds on the clock. So he literally had to catch and then shoot straight away. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? There was just, oh, it was insane. Just everything about it was insane. Just coming around along the three, catch, jump kind of fading to the side as well because obviously momentum does that to you. Oh, it was unreal. I, I remember I was still at school for it and there was a Houston supporter and we always gave him shit saying, we'll get you a Houston Rockets jersey. And he's like, oh yeah. And he's like, yep. And we'll put the number three on the back and put Lillard on it. Because <laughs> they were down by two, I think, as well. They needed to, they needed to make it to get through, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was just was the only option. big moment. It was the beginning of Dame time as well. That's why yeah. I think it sets apart. Like he was tapping the wrist like it was a watch throughout the whole thing. And he was, that was the start. That put Damian Lillard on the mega map, I think, as yeah. well. Unreal. Unreal. That's that was, one of that my was only the beginning. One of the favorites. Yeah, definitely yeah. safe. Sorry, Luca. But what about this Damian Lillard one? How about the, the next one we'll talk about in 2019, <laughs> last year against Oklahoma City? Over Paul George's face, the bad shot. Look, I don't think any shot Lillard takes is a bad shot. <laughs> um, no. Because <laughs> he can make them all. Um, Couldn't agree more. Nick was spinning in his camp chair right now. <laughs> he well, he, loves this. It's not as safe as what his Rockets one is. Um, okay, I'll agree with that. I don't think it was... Well, it was a big moment. I think the way he acted afterwards makes it even better. Like this is a bummer. Yeah, I agree. I, like you said, it. it was it was what it was what he did after that shot that yeah. makes this shot. Like if he hit like, that shot and did like the hit the watch, like I don't think it's as big, but just a like, waving, waving by. Wait. That was the other one. Like with his Rockets one, that was in Portland, so the crowd gets up and it was huge. This one was in Portland too. This one, yeah, but like. Again, like the celebration, considering that that was their first time in 17 years, this one, they should maybe get through. Um, I still don't think it gets kicked out, though. Okay. I still think it's pretty pretty safe in my books. Just because, again, Paul George considered one of the better defenders in the league. Always, not always, but nearly always in that running for defensive player of the year. You'd expect him to lock up anyone. But... Lillard just, bang. I just, I just realised I've been saying we've got five people, we've only got four. <laughs> so basically, is Luke? Don't worry. I got another one. I got another one. Higher? You can have. I got one in my head. Okay. Don't worry. All right, good. So the fourth and final one, because I'm an idiot, is no, the Der- Derek Rose Chicago Bulls versus Cleveland Cavaliers in 2015. That three to. To even the series, or was it two one Chicago? It might have been to even, but it was sexy. <laughs> it was very, very sexy. Grabs I it. forgot Derek Rose was still in Chicago in twenty fifteen. <laughs> dribbles around the screen. I think it was like two dribble and puts it up. Just it was it was poetry in motion. Huge. 
Um, LeBron first year yeah. back as well in Cleveland and Kyrie. Everyone thought everyone was going. This Cleveland team's going to be good, and their first challenge was against the, set, uh, the eighth place Chicago. And yeah, with Jimmy Buckets getting back into form as well, it was joking. Noah was there too. It was just a, it was a good little series. It went to it four was. two. Right? That's an excellent it was series. And that one, um, but do you think Lucas? Because there was Lucas was the first round too. Oh, this was the semis. It was the semis. Does Lucas first round top trump this one? Oh, it's hard, man. It's a hard one to. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a hard question. Look, it's it's a very similar story. Yeah, I know. Like, both uh, to even the series, they need to make no, 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 no. Sorry, Derek Rose. It was 99 to 96. They could have gone for a two. They could have gone for a smarter shot than they did. But Cleveland's defense... I think it was, yeah, was, I think it was time. It was down to time and Cleveland locking up the key. Yeah. yeah they needed... This, is, this one was different. Luca, they needed to make this one. I think this mm. one top chops it just. Yeah, and that would boot it down. But then the one... See, the one I was going to bring in was Paul Pierce in his back end of his career with the Wizards. He hit, I think it might have been a three over two Atlanta defenders. Was this in a playoff series? Yes, it was. It was Atlanta versus Wizards. It was, you'd never, you wouldn't read about it. Um, no, I remember Washington coming eighth once. Yeah, so, yeah, here we go. Banks yeah, in game it? winner in game three. I've got it. Yeah. Hawks advance, though. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> literally the first headline. His Hawks advance, don't worry. But yeah, Paul Pierce did bank in a game winner. <laughs> yeah, throughout the series. But we're not talking about end results. We're talking about that moment. You've got Paul Pierce, okay. nicknamed the truth. Um, and just everyone thought he was on his way out, basically. And, it, and after it, an interviewer asked him about it. And like he took it. Dis- I remember we listening to him on a pod. And I can't remember the exact response or the exact question. But it was like almost a pretty disrespectful question towards Paul Pierce. It's like, I was like, who who would you want to have the last shot? He's like me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was just good. Like, yeah, obviously shuts everyone up because everyone thought he was basically done, especially after Celtics and then especially after Brooklyn. <laughs> and then he went out to um, Wizards for a year, I think. Um, and I believe it was. He went pe- to Clippers. Mentored a few people and hit a sexy game winner. Okay, okay, I can see. I don't know if it cracks the top five. It it was but the it top. Is the that's truth. the one. It, it was going to be the in. It was going to be in the top five, and Luca would have pushed that one out. Okay, and that's okay. that's okay. the way I would have saw it. Okay, sorry, truth. So it was. It's still a great one, uh, but obviously it doesn't. Eventually, that was in two thousand and fourteen, two thousand and sixteen, maybe. I would be able to yeah. tell you. Yeah, around fourteen. Yeah. Around fourteen. <laughs> No, nah, that was a late inclusion. It was a late inclusion. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. We're safe here. We're safe. We're safe. We're less prepared for this one. But yeah, I, I liked it. It was a good one. It was a good night. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're... we're it's a good night. So, uh, so Luca, you're, you're already making leaps and bounds and legendary status and breaking records left, right, yeah, and centre at and your you want to, young age. Yeah, and you want and to talk about... now you're in this it. little offensive board, little top five that we got going. Yeah, and you want to talk about, like, moments and stories and stuff. It was the only second ever bloody Mavs playoff buzzer beater. First one done by Vince Carter. Oh. 
Well, yeah, that's Luke. That's one of many, many to come, I reckon. I oh, God, Luke yeah. I think like. there's more to come in this, if they advance through in, this play, in the playoff series, if not even in this series against Clippers. Would you agree with me with this one? There's nothing that Luca, that anybody could offer the Dallas Mavericks to try and get Luca. They wouldn't take it. Incorrect. I think he's the only player. Incorrect. Really? A whole team. <laughs> he's a whole team for Luca. I don't even think a whole team right now. The hype well, around Luca, and I'm, he's also an international player, and you I know, know Dallas love those international and players. To be honest, look, I was, I kid, I kid, and to be honest. I think you're right. There's nothing that could offer, especially when the owner, Mark Cuban, and I quote, if I have yeah. to choose between my wife and keeping Luca on the Mavs, catch me at the lawyer's office prepping for a divorce. <laughs> that is That's the owner of the Mavs. the best owner in the NBA. <laughs> That's the owner yeah. of the Mavs saying, I'm picking Luca to stay on the Mavs. Then my own wife. <laughs> and you know what? The entire city applauded him for it. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> And the wife got kicked out of the city. He was never heard of again. And it's like, but yeah, every, everyone in Dallas, like, what? She's making you choose between them two. Kick her. Get it. She's out of this fucking state. You love, you love an owner that bleeds the team. You, know, yeah. you don't want an owner that's only there for financial reasons. You want a team yeah. that's there because he not just he loves the franchise. He'll do anything for the franchise. There's not enough of that in this world, which is crazy to think because they're the owner of the bloody franchise. But yeah. too many of them, especially with the big market teams, are there purely for financial reasons. Well, yeah. I reckon we'll do a big uh, pod on uh, owners and what we want as an owner, what we would be as an owner, what we would do, and what are some of the better owners. Love but it. in my opinion, Mark Cuban is the greatest. He's a personality. Owner. Yeah. It's, it's a personality. Purely there. He goes to every game. He's the loudest guy at every game. Yeah. He gives away free tickets as well to everybody. He wants yeah. everyone to be a of this franchise yeah. and that's why Dallas so many he does so many initiatives for people through Dallas he does so he, uh, big big fan golf club golf club I would emulate his game his well his ownership if there would yeah. be any yeah no it's fair call it's a very fair call sort of segment sort of segue into our final topic before we uh, hang it up for this week is what we would be if we were owners of a franchise or if we were to take control of a certain player and create our own in the NBA. This is a long segment that I thought. The NBA 2K21 gets released next week. Seven days, I'm pretty sure. Damn it. We could do a preview next week. I think. I think. I'm not 100% certain. I can have a look now. PlayStation is on. Just got to go to the PlayStation a store. Hopefully, my well, Luke and I are big fans of the TK franchise. We've gotten everyone for almost God no. ten years straight. Like we do stupid like that. We 2K go to fourteen maybe a lot of time. It's what mainly became what made us become close. Really, yeah. is just these these games. We'd go over to each other's houses, make a franchise, pick a team for a stupid reason. And either do a fantasy draft or just do whatever we can to make the team great and then face each other in the playoffs. That's what we would do all the time. I thought Luke spent ages, 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 ages trading because, like, like, as I said, he needs to have all the great players <laughs> as well as all the great Look, picks. It's, it's when it comes to the lottery, it's not much of a lottery. It's we only all- play one year as well. Yeah. <laughs> we, we rarely get to the point where we draft anyway. <laughs> Because we but get to the playoffs and 
hopefully we both either get eliminated early or <laughs> one of us makes it, one of us doesn't. And then we just kind of call the quits and go home. Yes. But, um, you know, you've got to be prepared. But, okay, back on it. 2K21 Mamba Forever Edition. That's the one I pre-ordered. In seven days, seven hours, 28 minutes and 55 seconds. So we could wait until next week to talk about it when it's only a few hours away. We could. We could. Maybe. But we won't. <laughs> we might know a bit more information we might release a few more big things that's going to mm. happen but uh, how about we just quickly chat about some of the stuff that we really want to see yeah 100% and I'll run okay. the bat off like mainly about GMs. my career oh, well, I'll just like, tick one off the bat just real quick okay since we're talking about GM's owners I really just want them to get rid of this no voice stupid shit in my GM I'm sick of I just skip everything because yeah. I can't be bothered reading and then I select a stupid option <laughs> yeah, they they do this. They've tried this weird thing the past couple of years with my GM to try and make it more engaging, because there was they had my GM in my league and there was no difference for a long, long time except mm. you could buy the franchise in my GM and in my league you couldn't. That was really the only difference. They they tried to revolutionise it a bit, and I think they're taking steps in the very wrong direction. Yeah, and I yeah, I agree. I think I'm fine with them to make it a bit more engaging, but yeah, try a different tactic here. I like the I like how they're trying to add stories and cutscenes and stuff like that, but I just don't want to read. I don't I remember like to read. I, was, I tried this one for the latest one, 2K20, and then there's a scene where you're on a boat very, very early on and then I quit and never tried it again. Yeah good. I, I didn't I got I think it was ten minutes in. Fickle. I couldn't do it. Fickle. It's too much reading. It's too slow. All I wanted to do was put, make Minnesota and Trade okay. them to basically Alaska and then make them at least okay. Like that, that's all I tried to do, and it, it took too long to get there. Yeah, so I fixed that up. But yes, on my career, now this is probably what 2K or NBA 2K have been known for their my, my careers, career, their storylines. Are the two biggest selling yeah. points for There's two type of fans there's my team and there's my mm. career. We're both definitely my career guys. Yeah. Um, so with that, the past, I don't know, well, what was it? Was it, what 2K was it when they actually first introduced like this full proper story with from Spike Lee? 2K14. Yeah, so from 2K14, they've had a prelude, basically. So a story how you get into the NBA. Which and we loved. Last we year's loved. was a lot better than the year before's, I will say. Yes. And I'm hearing stories about this one, and I think this is going to, is again, taking a step in the right direction. What is it? Yeah, so it's, it's basically um, you start out as um, in high school. Good. And you're basically, you live out, your, your dad was a big um, basketball talent in that neighborhood. So you're kind of living in his shadow. This is just what I read off oh. the 2K21 demo. Because I have that and it gave me like a little description on um, what you can expect for the, my career. So your dad's obviously a big name and you're kind of in his shadow and you got like a bit of, bit of a name to live up to. And there's obviously yep. a bit of pressure on you. Um, you go through high school. I don't know how many games you're going to be playing in high school. Obviously, it's not going to be a full season. Um, yep. And then you move into college. I would, they haven't said it, but I'd love to see you be you able to college, pick yeah. your college. Yeah. Not Who where it's like, that? this is where you go. Um, yep. And then from there, obviously into the NBA. So I've loaded up the demo and I'm going to 
read to you the exact thing that it says. Okay. Growing up the son of a local hoops legend isn't easy. As you'll discover early on in NBA 2K21's My Career Mode, everywhere you look are reminders of the greatness that you are expected to live up to. But can you? Work your way through high school and college on your way to the NBA and see if you can achieve the potential you're destined for. Okay. So it's, I think it's taking, I just really, and I, you'd agree, make the draft random. Yeah, uh, we'll talk a bit more about the directing. So it's Spike Lee, basically, and he's taking yeah. these steps and trying to make these stories. Some of them have been hits. Some of them have been real, really bad misses. Yeah. Um, last year's was you're a prospect and one of your mates gets injured and gets kicked off the team, basically, and you... Yeah. Is he fit? I think that's yeah. basically the story. Yeah, so it was... It was- Showing you pretty much what a cutthroat life college ball can be. So he lost his scholarship because he got injured and you being the team captain weren't happy about that and pretty much stood up against the coach and didn't play. And then, yeah, then the coach becomes your sort of coach again in the NBA or League League or something. Summer League, yeah. yeah. That was the story. It was was okay, I think. Mm. It was in the middle. I think it wasn't, it wasn't. Right. Yeah, what I like more about the story was the in between the college part and the summer league, where you had it was the first time in a long time where we had a draft combine. Yep. So many yeah, years before I that, enjoy that, yeah, and many years yeah. before that, you'd all you'd only have like the um, rookies versus rookies one and rookies two. Yeah, you'd have the one game to show your yeah. talents. Then you get uh, interviewed by three teams. Yeah. And. Whatever team you want, you would go. You would answer questions positively. If you didn't want to go to that team, you would answer negatively. Yeah. And judging by your decision, that team would draft you or not. Yeah. Basically. That, was, that was the old style for quite a few years. And it was great. It was, had its own appeal. It was a bit random. I did enjoy that. And then they went into a bit more, if you have a bit more choice. Yeah. Situation. Like the one I really didn't like was when you, you were DJ and you went to like a pickup game. Oh, and then a scout just, came to you. And you yeah, that was stupid. But, that um, was stupid. With that, I thought in last year's 2K20, there was a bit more... I thought there would have been a bit more freedom. As I said, you had the draft combine, which was a great addition. You had your pre... Uh, you had your team workouts, which is another great addition. But what it turned out to be is the first team you selected to work out for was the team you'd get drafted to. Yeah, which I didn't... Which I, I did. It's great if you're a narrow-minded fan. Like, you're yeah. like, I'm open for this one team which I get yeah. there's a lot of people that are out there but if you wanted to have a bit more freedom or a bit more choice and because you went with the Dallas Mavericks didn't you yes and I went with the Detroit Pistons as that was a mistake <laughs> and yeah and that's that's yeah that's who we ended up getting stuck with and that's why I hated the DJ one especially because yeah. it, like that one you only had one choice and whatever choice it was that was your team and I picked Minnesota because you know I like yeah I had Celtics and Jimmy Butler was then coming off the bench. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing. So like, and as you said, like you said Pistons, which was mistakes. I, I did one and I went to Portland. I'm like, why am I at Portland? I don't want to do this. I deleted it. And I went, I'm going to be a small forward. I'm just going to go to Mavericks because then it'll be Doncic shooting guard, me small forward, Pazingas power forward. That's going to be elite. So yeah. someone like me, knowledgeable, you just, it's easier to pick a more successful path. I thought they would do... Um, more of a my career uh, sort of towards the line of what their 2K athlete is. So this mm-hmm. year it's Damien Lillard and 
Zion yep. and Kobe. Yep. I thought they would do more of a direction of that. So you were saying like you get to go to college and become the biggest, like if you became the biggest prospect in college, that would be kind of interesting because you're following Zion's footsteps. Yeah. Would that make a bit more sense? Yeah, I get that. And I, lo- I loved, like it was in 2K14 and 15, I believe, where you could actually choose the college and represent that college. And it was awesome. Yeah, there was one where you got to play for like the Bulldogs. And they have like a selection of like, and you played like five college games. I'm pretty sure it was. I selected uh, Michigan State with that one, the Spartans, and I've become a Spartans fan. Yeah, um, and I, I, that was great fun. I don't necessarily agree with the college ball setup, but just having that appeal or having that avenue you can play was mm. great fun. Yeah, so hopefully, I don't. As I said, we don't know how many games we'll be able to play at high school. How much will be taken over by a story because I know in some you play a game like that one 2K19 that story like you'd play a game for like the G League or something and a play would come up and all you had to do is choose an option of what dunk you wanted to do even if your dunk was was rated at 20 so it was like a game that you didn't play that was stupid I I really didn't enjoy that one either yeah so if they so we don't know if they're going to do stuff like that so it makes like a high school career quicker um, but we'll see. The, they've built it up. It I sounds guess, good. I guess what I'm asking for is a my career story that's believable. Because that yeah. DJ one wasn't believable. That playing one G League game and then becoming a rookie the next year and starting wasn't believable, which was 2019. Yeah. Going through college is believable. Being the biggest prospect in high school is believable. And this is what I thought they would do. Maybe be an international talent playing overseas. Yeah, and then getting that'd be to play in... Like, imagine you could choose either playing for Australia, like an Australian yeah. side, or playing and, for a oh, Spanish side, or something that's like amazing. that, and then getting picked up uh, by a scout, going, hey, I want you to do this draft combine. Like, having no um, aspiration to play in the NBA, you just thought you were playing the best you could in your league, yeah. and then going, hey, come play for us in that'd play be, for Brooklyn in the NBA. That'd be sick. Like, yeah, well, I think like that's, that's going to be an avenue, especially with Luca being as big as he is. I think that's a, yeah. a 2K story in the making. If, and maybe even, not next year, but the year after. And I know, not off topic, but the, like this draft, is there's a lot of European or international draftees coming through from this year's draft. Like, a yeah. lot. So, as you said, it's getting bigger and bigger. Or even, as you said, like, does it, like, go from high school and you're seeing it with players now, have an option to go to college, the G League, or inter- international. Yeah. We saw Lamalo Ball and RJ Hampton come over to Australia. We've seen a lot of people who have not declared for college but have gone straight into the G League. So, have an option could, like that even. Easily, they could easily do, like, a three-choice system. 2K yeah. have the budget and the fans that... and the means to do this if they put a bit of effort into it. That's why I think I really, really didn't like those uh, my careers a few years ago because it felt lazy. Yeah. It felt laid back and they're focusing on the wrong thing. Whereas if they do three avenues, like choose college or choose going straight from high school or choose international, it, they yeah. could easily do that. And then I think 2K would become, 2K NBA would become the biggest 2K game. Yeah. It would top Trump, it would top Trump Madden, it would top Trump hockey. It would just become the only thing that they would probably be scared of is that becoming the new norm. Like they would have to do that every yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it'll be too big. Show me good, but yeah, the one focus I just want is a bit more random selection on where you go. Yeah, 
So obviously, as you said, you get to choose high school and college, but I want some uncertainty in the NBA draft because, as I said, I got to go to a team that needed a small forward. So like immediate success. Like we, uh, I just finished the season and we got the championship. It was easy success because I went to a team that needed my build. Whereas yeah. if it was random and say we dominated the combine, we're obviously going to go to a team at say a pick one or two or three who are struggling. So it's not going to be immediate success. How it's going to just I'll make gameplay better. I'll end on this just like as a hypothetical. What if there's, you get three options or three things happen at the end of your draft combine. You've got one team that comes, you don't know what team it is, but you have one team that comes up to you going, hey, we've got the, one of the highest picks in the draft. We really want you. Mm. Uh, it, it might work for your position, it might not. Uh, then you've got one team that, you're, that definitely could use your position, but has a later draft pick. So like we, we would be perfect fit for our team, but we don't know if you'll fall as late as you will. We might trade up to try and get you, but something like mm. that. And the third option would be maybe your manager coming up to you going, like, just what team would you like to be drafted to? Or what team would you, is your favorite team? And something yeah. like that. And that would be your third option. And then, yeah, then there maybe, like, so you have the best of both worlds, or all three worlds. You have yeah. the highest draft pick, which is what you want to be known for. You have a team that needs you, that which is what some people like to do. Like, we, that's what we try and do. We pick a build yeah. and try and go to a team to make them better. Or just playing for your favourite team. It also helps that avenue. Well, if you want to play for your favourite team, just play five games and request a trade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did but like that sort of feature that you have to play a few games yeah. to have a team interested in you. So that kind of stopped people doing that. Yeah. I, 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 but I do get, like, I only want to play for Boston because Boston's my favourite team. There are fans yeah. that are out there that are like that. I yeah, but... That. I'm the opposite now because I've made build. My last build was a small forward. My next build for tour twenty one will probably be a shooting guard. So I think just I did a build Boston yeah, don't sorry. need. They just build Boston don't. Who knows shooting guard? I might try and get to fucking Timberwolves. <laughs> I did do a, a a list of what teams I've actually played for in my career, and I think it's I'm up to twelve teams that I've played for at least once in the in my career. So I've still got still got eighteen to go. Wow. Yeah, I've played, I've played for quite a few. One of them is definitely not Sacramento. <laughs> oh, you know who I'm eyeing of, off? Speaking of. You know who I'm, who? just quickly, you know who I'm eyeing off? I'm eyeing off either Spurs or Brooklyn. Oh, dang. That's who I'm eyeing off as a team. I've, I haven't played for either teams before. And I'd, I'd be very interested in playing for them. And you just said I was never Sacramento until after the season we won the chip with Mavs. I just thought since I'm not going to, play this because 2k21's out soon Ooh. i went into free agency and i went to um i was thinking about going to the grizzlies and then i just demanded way too much and they said no <laughs> so <laughs> i love it when that happens and then i just went i'll go to the kings Look, oh, so I, I went i signed with the kings <laughs> that's good very good i was well small forward with the Aaron fox bunny healed marvin bagley and rashad holmes and so you've since, pissed, you're, so you're pissed off Harrison Barnes, who's their small forward that they're relying on. You're like, no, nah, get get out. Yes, well, I'm, I was Rookie of the Year, MVP, <laughs> Defensive Player of the Year, um, All-NBA First Team, All-NBA Defensive Team, All-NBA Rookie Team, Finals MVP. <laughs> I, won every, I won everything besides Sixth Man Coach of the, the year. year, Coach of the Year, <laughs> Executive of the Year, Most Improved, and that's oh, so you still, still got something to go. Yeah. Like, you, got, but to be honest, I don't know how I can improve off that season. 
just increase the difficulty to impossible yeah. and then see how you go. Just, it might take a few years. Just try and hack into it. Few. Yeah, hack into it to adjust the settings to make it better than Hall of Fame. I wonder if anybody has actually got the most improved trophy in their my career playthrough. Surely not. Who gets through two seasons? <laughs> I've just gotten through one with seven. Well, it was uh, yesterday, I think, with eight days left until 2K21. I just got through. I think the most I've played through is three years, and that was that was an effort. That took a lot of time. Wow, and that was that was one of the first ones I played. Too especially crazy. now with um like the neighbourhood in, and you can verse other people in like two v twos yeah, and stuff. Yeah. There's like so much other things you want to do with your micro. Too many distractions. And I think they're improving that as well. Just quickly on my career, they're, I think they're making it more open the two K world instead of just that weird neighbourhood because it's been like that for like three years and it's boring. So I think they're making it. Um, worldwide almost because in the trailer it come up with heaps of different places and it was Melbourne on there and it was spelled really weird it was like lowercase Mel and at the end born so it was like Mel born <laughs> born so it'll be interesting to see how, how it plays out and we'll find out in seven days well I will because I pre-ordered it so I get to download it I hours before so I'll also pre-order it I am I've jumped on the train I'm keen for it yeah, and I will get the Marmor edition as well. Yeah, because if you get if you pre-order the Marmor edition, you get standard edition for PS Five. It's fucking stupid. No, it's not. Can you still play your as your guy when See, you transfer to PS Five? That's the thing. I right now know, then it's just a waste of P and VC. Right now, no. Obviously, they still know. got till November, but I think your VC can transfer over. So I think I might do the old traditional because obviously you get a hundred thousand VC downloading it. So I might do the old traditional play as a spud and slowly increase. And if my VC can transfer over, well, I've got a hundred thousand. Yeah, I'll have, plus I'll have VC. to find out that. Otherwise, I might just get the Damian Lillard edition and mm. then get the get the Mamba afterwards. It'll be spending so much on yeah. the same game, but yeah. Anyway, I reckon we call it there, Loki. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. You content with that? Very, good app, good very content. Right into us, uh, please. Uh, we've got our Insta and Facebook page are up and running at full swing. Uh, and yeah, we'll just, we'll hear yeah. from you. We'll love to get you on the show and your opinions and whatnot. And just, yeah, thank you for being part of yeah. us right now. Yeah, talk to us about your favorite finals, buzzer beaters, what you want to see in 2K21, even though it's almost out in seven days, but what you hope to see. Obviously, they can't make we'll changes. Write but, we'll write to Spike Lee quickly. Um, <laughs> we'll just like quickly. to hear your thoughts. Um, see if they have any big names in there. Last year, they had Idris Elba, to, so we'll see if they have any big actor names in there. I'm yep. not sure. I haven't heard anything. Other people might know more than what I do, but we'll see. Not doubt that, mate. Your research is impeccable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Alrighty guys, catch you then. Catch you later.